Hey everyone, we're back with another episode, not of Find Your Film, but of Cinematics. This is Cinematics. What, should, what does Anderson do every single week, Eric Holmes, to kick off an, a Cinematics episode since he's not here in, in, in spirit? What, do we, what does Anderson do? He calls me up and tells me how bad of a person I am and then starts no, crying. No, he doesn't do that. Bruce Pearl, very, don't, start, don't cry. Don't cry for don't, don't cry for Anderson <laughs> Cowan. Only Avita Perone does it. Bruce Perky, what, is, what, is Ander, what, what does Anderson say at the beginning of every Cinematics episode that I should be doing as far as parroting and aping his his eye. Ayo. very good Ayo. bruce can you do that Ayo. can you can you do that can you, no no no, no i cannot refuse. do that are, are you refusing to do that because you're he goes no no he says nayo <laughs> nayo <laughs> by the way okay so this is cinematics folks this is episode as eric holmes helped me out on this this is episode 118 thank you so much eric holmes for that help you looked at you know you were finding finding numbers for me thank you eric holmes for that for this episode episode 150 no not uh, 153. I think it's much more than 180. I am not going to start this recording again. Anderson's going to fire me, by the way. He's going to get someone else. Bruce and Eric, do you, who, who's going to take over my gig? Either you or Bruce, are you going to take over my gig for Anderson or, or Eric? I'm going to get fired after this episode because Eric, nah. I mean, Anderson sees how incompetent I am. What do you think? Who, which one gets the job? No, he's just going to get you, but like a robot version of you. Like, you know, you can get those like real girls. He's going to get the real Greg. The real he's Greg. going to like prop it up and he's going to have a little, <laughs> it, I mean, it's a little bit. It's a little scary. Oh, oh, it's very a little scary, good. but you know, Eric Holmes. Looks it'll like it'll a, give a whole new flavor very, to the show, though. That'll be very good. Yes, that'll be a very <laughs> Eric Holmes. You looked really good as a doll. This is episode. Hey, this is a family show, Greg. This Are you family show? Let's not describe what I'm doing. Oh yeah, yeah, but you're you're a doll. I mean, you're a doll. Eric Eric doll. Eric Eric doll. You're a doll. Like you're you're not you're doll. Eric, you're a nice guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. Now, guys and dolls. No no more doll talk. This is episode again, not 118. This is episode 153. Am I correct, Eric Holmes, on this? 153. Yes. Yes. Episode 153. If I yes yes, I'm going to say 153. And Anderson, we did the Anderson AO. This for this specific episode, we're going to count down, not count down, actually preview the first two weeks of June. What's there to see this week and what's there to see on the week of June 10th. Now, before we get to our previews regarding the, the first two weeks, I have a complaint, folks. Dinner in America, Bruce and Eric, what, what do we all say about Dinner in America to our cinematics Facebook group and our audience and our listeners? Bruce, first off, start off. Should they see it in theaters? Should they run to the hills to go check it out? Yes, they should bypass a top movie and go see the right movie. The the what? I'm sorry. The the, the right movie. Dinner in America, the correct oh, movie to watch. Dinner in Amer- over Top Gun Maverick, Eric Holmes Absolutely. I'm this to you. Dinner in Okay, someone says to you Eric Holmes, I have uh, some money to spend this weekend. I have to see a Top Gun Maverick. Or I have to see Dinner in America. I can only choose one of the two. And you can't say apples and oranges, Eric. Give them, you lead them on the path. I would say only one choice. Watch, watch Dinner in America and then sneak into Top Gun Magnum after that. <laughs> sneak into Top Gun Maverick, aka Eric Holmes. Oh, Top, Maverick. He likes to call it Top Magnum. Gun. No, no I didn't even mention. Did I mention how I went and saw Top Gun? How did you see? Yes. Tell our cinematics listeners how you actually got the chance to see Top Gun Maverick. I was thinking about whether I should go see it, and I looked, and I saw that it was playing at almost the same time as Men, so I paid for Men, and I went to Top Gun. Oh, wow. Very, very good. Both of you guys, we do have a spoiler episode regarding Men. You can check that out on Find Your Film. You can check it out on Deepest Dream YouTube channel. Yes, Eric Holmes. I, I don't know that you can do that very easily. 
Because they got the assigned seats. So you'd have to like Yeah, sit. but you just sit. I mean, the 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 time that I went is pretty empty still. It was early before the weekend. Oh, really okay, hit. yeah. So it's like most of the movies I go to now, You, I just buy the seat and then I go sit wherever I want. And if someone comes over to you, just move over somewhere else. You just move a couple of times. Usually it doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually you're good to go. You are a criminal, Bruce Perky. You are a criminal for for the indie for indie cinema, and you gleefully smile regarding that. How dare you steal? How dare you steal revenue no, from? A I'm movie giving like it to indie I'm, cinema, and I'm taking uh, it from the the Scientology grasps. I'm telling you, this something. is like a cinematic Robin Hood. I'm telling you, there you go. Bruce. I like it. I gave <laughs> Top Gun Maverick five stars because I'm a shell. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. But I'm telling you something, Bruce. You're, you're every single dollar you just spent for men. You, you know, you're taking it away from the top, the coffers of Top Gun Maverick. Uh, do you feel guilty, Eric? Does shouldn't Bruce feel guilty about taking money away from Tom Cruise and Top Gun? That whole franchise. They need every oh, dollar. Oh, no, not really <laughs> taking it away. He's buying a ticket. Yeah, buying yeah. a ticket. I, I, I think at the end of the day, it's just you know. <laughs> That Top Gun, Top Gun Magnum is going to do okay. I, I think it yeah, made like exactly. They're okay. Something million. It made a. It made it. It made I, quite a bit of money. Well, speaking of money, you know what? Who need, what? Who needs the support? Because it's a very, very good film. Eric Holmes, why did you love Dinner in America so much? What What is your thing to get to our listeners to to get in the theaters and check out Dinner in America, starring Kyle Gallner and Emily Skeggs, I believe. Yes, it had uh, it had that real fun kind of punk rock energy to it, that like uh, Groupers or uh, Stone Age or you know those, those kind of hangout movies, and it uh, even like something like Uncle Pickerhead, even though this wasn't like a horror movie, but. Yeah, Dinner in America, it was just, uh, it was real fun. Hey, Mom, can I go see a rock show with Shishi and Karen on Friday? Rock concerts are bad news. Come on, I never get to do anything fun! You really need to take it down a notch. (laughs) The Heat got a real hard on for you, man. They up to a war. They said you assaulted some lady. Tried to burn her house down? (laughs) Get out! anyone suspicious running around back here you got some place around here we can go i'm on five different medications are you gonna eat that <laughs> i want you to take me to the concert on friday night we don't like rock concerts for her because of the strobe lights you're thinking of a rave what's that Are you both on dope? Oh! Do you think I'm weird? You are a total punk rocker. Let's see what you got. I'm a watermelon slammed into your driveway. So is this like a date? Check, the Whoa, check it. Are we going to jail? Probably. Are you alright? You need to take it down a notch. The characters are not great people. The main character is kind of a POS. Yes. But he's an interesting POS to watch. And uh, like, you know. Like with Clockwork Orange, you don't watch Clockwork Orange because 
Alex is such a stand-up person. He's the complete opposite of that, but it's still interesting to watch regardless. Yeah, all three of us love dinner in America to varying degrees. I forgot. I believe I gave it a five-star banger. I think, Bruce Burke, you gave it four and a half stars, I believe, to grow on. I believe you loved it so much, mm-hmm. right? So, and yep. Eric Holmes, I, we, you're gonna, I'm going to say for this, for the purposes of the family show <laughs> yeah. of cinematic. For the purposes of this show, I gave it five stars. But... You gave it five stars. So five stars and f- an amended five stars for Eric Holmes. To get the unedited <laughs> rating, you have to go to Find Your Film. <laughs> you go to Find Your Film. <laughs> yes, we all we love the clicks at Find Your Film. Check us out at Find Your Film and check out Eric's reel on adult rated rating. For or just go to the adult, cinematic face. It's the adult rating. <laughs> the adult rating. Now, yes, this is a Anderson made this a family program. Thank you, Anderson Cowan. Now, the reason why we're talking about Dinner in America before we get to the June 3rd releases that you, dear listeners, should check out, hopefully, is because this reminded me of watching the first time I saw Apocalypse Now, when you see Martin Sher- Martin Sheen going down that, what, what is it, the, the, the proverbial heart of darkness to eventually meet Marlon Brando playing Colonel Kurtz, just the, the nightmarish ending of Apocalypse Now. I emailed Anderson Cowan. I, I was banging on the drum trying to get Anderson ever since Eric Holmes said, hey, this seems like an Anderson Cowan movie. This dinner in America seems like an Anderson Cowan movie. I actually took Eric Holmes' lead and I kept on saying every single day to Anderson, please, please. I know you didn't like Petite Maman. I still love you as a friend, man. I know you, I, I you kind of liked it. Please see dinner in America. This feels like an Anderson Cowan film. And Anderson Cowan, I, last time I spoke to him was about three days ago, actually, via email. And he said, yeah, you know, I've had that link for for, for, for over a year now. I'll get to it. Wow. Uh, they, Anderson, uh, if you're listening it, to this, it's it, really bad. You should, you it, should just It really – how do you feel about that? Anderson Cowan, our North Star, he's had this gem and he's just he's just posed before Jeff, swine. What is this? Greg, he's had it for and, a long time. Greg, Anderson's uh, listening right now. It's not a gem. Anderson, listen to me. Dinner in America, you just skip it. It's not really that great. It's just, you know, it's just another movie, you know, like any other movie. So just, you know, just sit on it. No big hurry. No big hurry. And you can go do whatever you're doing now. Okay. Okay, I lied. That movie's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to reverse psychology again. Enough of Dinner in America. Whether or not Anderson Cowan sees it. Well, listeners, we would love to hear what you think of this movie. Are we right in our assessment of Dinner in America? Now, let's get to movies coming out on June 3rd, releasing in June 3rd. I just got done with this whole David Cronenberg diatribe regarding Crimes of the Future, a movie starring Kristen Stewart, Viggo Mortensen, Leah Seydoux comes out again. Theaters, June 3rd. Everyone, a lot of people who are cinephiles like you guys are, I'm sure a lot of you will be watching this film in theaters when it comes out on Friday, because I'm sure a lot of you are David Cronenberg fans. I'm going to flip the script first. And Eric Holmes, you, you did watch Crimes of the Future, didn't you? I did. Gonna, okay. Yes. And did you like the Crimes of the Future you did see? Did you like it? Yes, I saw the uh, David Cronenberg movie, Crimes of the Future, made in 1970. <laughs> okay. uh, it's about a little over an hour <laughs> long. It's a really short movie. Okay. And it is dry. <laughs> it's dry, dry, dry kind in of a good obnoxious way. Obnoxious for the most part. Oh, kind of obnoxious. Eric Holmes actually dug deep, and he realized there's another movie called Crimes of the Future. This time, released in 1970. He's got a rope. He's going to rope in our buddy Bruce Perky. Bruce Perky is going to watch Crimes of the Future that version in 1970 to uh, to assess whether this version is any good. Actually, has no relation with the Cronenberg film. They just wanted to actually review it because it's the same name. 
I'm not a team player. I'm not going to watch Crimes of the Future because that's why I'm blowing the whole thing up. And I apologize for that. But hopefully, if you want to get some added insight, check out Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky's review of Crimes of the Future, the 1970 version, and possibly the Cronenberg version next week on the Find Your Film podcast. First off, Eric Holmes, Crimes of the Future, is this a movie that you're recommending as far as this week? And the B, the, the second part of the question is quickly, what is your favorite? What is your big David Cronenberg recommendation for people to watch? Uh, my favorite fluctuates between History of Violence and Eastern Promises. Okay. Uh, recently, thing. probably Eastern Promises leans more towards. Um, but uh, you because know, of the I, fight I, scene, the fight scene in the in the sauna. Oh, like, yeah, I love oh, that family film. I, 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 I can oh, tell yeah, you about right. my favorite Sorry. part of the fight. Scene. Okay, that's true. Family <laughs> film. I, I, thank you for for the reminder. But we like uh, saunas. Saunas are nice. But hey, uh, you know, take the take the kids and uh, let them watch uh, Existence or Crash <laughs> or Videodrome. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay. But you will you if it's playing nearby? Are you going and you have time? Are you going to watch Crimes of the Future this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. David Cronenberg, like, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not like the, I'm not the apex uh, Cronenberg fan, but he's certainly one of those directors, like, if he comes out with the movie, you kind of got to watch it, right? Okay. I mean, Bruce, do, do you if got... you're not, what are you doing with your life? Bruce, what are you doing with your life? Are you going to be watching David Cronenberg this weekend? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, oh. Well, if it's showing here, I think it opens this weekend, but then I think it opens wider the next weekend. So where I'm at, it may not come here until the next weekend. So. Okay, so I'm a, let's just say I'm a lay cinephile out there in the in in the U.S. and I'm saying Bruce Perky, just like you, I can't find Crimes of the Future this weekend. I'm in I'm in the fi- I'm in the fix for a David Cronenberg film that's not named Eastern Promises or History of Violence. Give me a movie to watch. What's that Cronenberg film that you would recommend to them? Um, I would say if you want really entry level but really really good, do The Dead Zone. And if you want to go into the beginning and I I would say like uh, body horror with training wheels, go and watch the fly. (laughs) You like that image of body wheel and training? Go watch the fly. I still haven't seen the fly. Is it, is it peak Cronenberg or because it's training wheels, it's entry level Cronenberg. It's like, Uh, no, it's really good because I mean, it, I mean, cause you've got uh, what Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum in there too. And it's, I mean, it's a great, it's, it's Hollywood giving money to someone like Cronenberg and the two meeting and kind of getting the best of both worlds. Uh, he's getting enough of his weirdness in there, but you're also getting enough of that solid kind of Hollywood uh, sheen on it. So it's it's really good. It's kind of like an MCU film, right? Did you hear the dead silence? I just you, there's dead silence. No, no comment from here. Kind of, or it, Bruce. It's, it's, it's real similar to him, man. <laughs> They're both <laughs> bugs. They're, they're both bugs. Very, very way to save way to save my comment, Eric Holmes, regarding that. But no, I I'm excited. And Jeff Goldblum's in the the whole Thor movie thing. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yes, yes, very, very good. So there very, you go, there you go. Now, other than Crimes of the Future, Eric, what else do you have this week as far as recommends or movies that might be interesting to watch as far as the preview goes? I got a. Yeah, two of them. One, I'll just go real quick because uh, I, on uh, Finder Film, I talked about Norm MacDonald, nothing special. And when I was, uh, you know, just kept refreshing the page, uh, something came up and I didn't hear about this. And I'm surprised I didn't. But uh, apparently Bill Burr has a new uh, stand up coming out called Bill Burr Presents Friends Who Kill. Uh, apparently that comes out on the third. And I will be watching that when it comes out. 
Um, not much more to say about that because it's Bill Burr. Everyone knows he's great and it'll be hilarious. Uh, some people will be offended and he will probably not care. Um, but they <laughs> uh, definitely the, not uh, exactly right. The, the movie movie narrative feature uh, that I flagged for June 3rd is a movie called After Blue. And it's directed by Bertrand Mandico, who did a movie I saw this week called the wild boys and wild boys is um kind of yodorowski doing a remake of clockwork orange by way of lord of the flies it's very uh trans forward and it's very strange and very interesting not going to be for everyone but i think some people are going to dig it and after watching the wild boys i'm like i gotta see everything this guy does and basically he's really prolific in doing shorts um but after blue will be only his second feature film and i'm very curious to watch it here's a synopsis of after blue quote in a faraway future on a wild and untamed female inhabited planet called after blue a lonely teenager named Roxy unknowingly releases a mystical, dangerous, and sensual assassin from her prison. What happens is when she unknowingly releases it, this assassin, this assassin ends up killing a bunch of her friends. And obviously, Roxy has a ton of guilt regarding this release. That is After Blue. I'm looking at some of these pictures. Very colorful. Very it, It's very eye-popping. So interesting. It opens... June 3rd in New York, LA, and then it will have a wider North American rollout next week on the week of June 10th and the week of June 17th. It's from visionary director Bertrand Mandigo, and obviously Eric Holmes is at least a week, a week and a half early because he saw The Wild Boys from 2017. That's currently, I believe, Eric Holmes saw that on Tubi. You can go go to Just Watch and check out where The Wild Boys is playing as far as a preparation to whether or not you might want to check out the aforementioned after blue. I should also mention wild boys, the wild boys, three words, not wild boys with a Z. That's the, uh, the Jack a guys. Oh, right, right. Right. Family film. Family family podcast. Family (laughs) podcast. Very good. Okay. The wild boys. Okay. The wild boys. That is Eric Holmes really enjoyed that film. Bruce, what's your recommendation for the week of June 3rd? Well, um, we had a few on on Find Your Film, but we'll leave those there. Um, there are some good ones, though. Check that out. Uh, on top of that, uh, I actually looked at After Blue as an interesting one, too. But since I saw that Eric was watching it, I thought, or not watching it, but suggesting it, I thought, well, I'll try to find something that has a totally different flavor, it looks like. And that I found was The Phantom of the Open. Uh, this is directed by Craig Roberts. And I looked up Craig Roberts, like, who's Craig Roberts? And a lot of acting roles came up. And I found out he played in Submarine. If you ever watched Submarine, he was the main character that kind of was the Harold and Maude Harold kind of character in Submarine. And he directs this movie, apparently. Uh, it stars Mark Rylance and Sally Hawkins and a whole bunch of other people. And it looks like it might be kind of in the same ballpark as like Eddie the Eagle. Because essentially the story here is... I guess there was this real kind of everyman guy played by Mark Rylance. Uh, it's a real person named Maurice Fitz, Fitzcroft or Fightcroft. And in 1976, somehow he got into the British Open. He was just like a, a normal dude. Here you go, Dad. Get a load of that. What's that? Money so you can practice on a proper golf course. Yeah, we got it dancing on High Street. Honestly, you should have seen it, Dad. They were just chucking it at us. That's incredible. What do you hope to achieve, you know, with this dancing like... Money? Dad. 
We're all of us in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Who said that? Oscar Wilde. What do you think he meant by that? Don't sleep in the gutter. <laughs> Aim for the stars. I mean, isn't there a trophy or a World Cup or something? Yeah, I think so. Well, enter it. Go and win it. <laughs> well, what if we lose? It doesn't matter. At least you can say you tried. That's the main thing. There's more to life than money, boys. Isn't that right, Cliff? Yeah. No, I haven't said that money is flipping handy. <laughs> Especially if you play golf. Yeah. Quite right. Cheers. Yeah, yeah no you're worries. welcome, Dad. Thanks. And he proceeded to, to to turn in the worst round in British Open history. And essentially that's this movie, this guy and his character, how he gets there and what happens. And it sounds like it kind of might be um kind of a real fun, easygoing, silly bio comedy, biopic comedy, you know? So um, I look forward to seeing this one. It sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, The Phantom of the Open, it is PG rated PG-13. It has a 90% rating from the critics, 40 reviews so far on The Phantom of the Open. And that is on me. I should have probably gotten the screening link for all of us. But again, it's directed by Craig Roberts. I still haven't seen Submarine. Excellent movie, Bruce Berkey. Yeah, I think Submarine is a kind of a, a lost, kind of a coming of age movie from the early thousands late thousands and it might be like 2009 or something i forget what year it came out it's just really good it's directed by um oh and i can't think of the guy he's the guy who was in the it crowd mm. um oh mm. i can't think of in the it crowd and also the Billy Skarsgård. no the crazy guy then the crazy life of whatever merengue ferengue you know that movie that uh i'm i'm babbling now <laughs> you would know him <laughs> if you saw him uh he's one of the dudes in the it crowd Okay. And he directed that movie. It's really good and really stylish and, and and kind of the a neo version of Harold Mod, but it's not an not the same, but it has a flavor of that. That's so interesting, Bruce, when you said Eddie the Eagle. Here is critic Steven Silver from Broad Street Broad Street Review. He says, quote, the mo- this movie joins Eddie the Eagle in the small possible future Netflix category of quote. Movies about real-life British athletes who are notably bad at their sport <laughs> yes. but to compete at a high level anyway. So <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, what, what can you do wrong with that, right? The Phantom of, You know what? I'm going to try to get us all links and hopefully maybe – look, Cinematics listeners, I'm sure a lot of you are listening to this feed. What I do every single week is Bruce and Eric – they for about maybe from Monday through about Wednesday, they don't have any screening links for the following week, right? So we we have to I try to actually get these screening links a week before so they have time. By Thursday or Friday, by Thursday, Bruce is asking me, Greg, do we have any links for next week yet? And I go, Yeah, I'll I'll get to it. And then ultimately what happens, Eric? What happens, Eric, on Friday? How many links? Uh, we'll, we'll get them on Sunday and cram them. <laughs> We'll get them on Sunday, and sometimes you'll get yeah you'll get a lot of links. So sometimes I'll maybe five to six links every week. A lot of times, and they're all spread out. So and uh, so Eric Bruce, and Bruce Bruce somehow watches them before we even get them. I don't know, <laughs> it's not weird. It, he has his time. Like element we have the situation. link. Bruce like I watched it a week ago. <laughs> yeah, this is a, he has a weird Twilight Zone just kind of connection with the screener links I give him. But now here here's the thing. What's interesting is the fan in the open is so it seems so interesting. I want to try to get us links for that. Maybe we'll we'll cover this next week on our Find Your Film podcast. And I I still haven't seen Eddie the Eagle. Have you, you Bruce? You've seen it. You liked it. Eric, have you seen Eddie the Eagle as yeah. well? I know Anderson loved it as well. So. Yeah, it was a it was a good crowd pleaser movie. 
Okay. So that is the Phantom that open it opens on June third on Friday, June third. Now we are going to our second week, the week of June tenth. You know what? Before we get to June tenth, let me just quickly mention the movie that I really want you guys to give a shot as far as it comes out in theaters Friday in five hundred theaters is a psychological thriller called Watcher. Really loved it. It stars Maika Monroe. You best might best know you might know her the best from a movie I still haven't seen called It Follows. Bruce and, and you know and, and Eric, are you are you both fans of It Follows? I know Andrew Martin loves that that movie very much. Yeah. Okay, It Follows. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, you remember it a little bit? That, that movie, It Follows, from 2014? You don't so remember it? This is a family podcast. I can't talk oh, too much oh, yeah, about yeah, what yeah. It Follows is about. You can't, you can't really talk about what It Follows is about. But this movie is Watcher. There, we we mentioned It Follows, but there's a lot of following in Watcher, and it centers on Maika Monroe. She's in Bucharest, Romania, with her husband. Her husband's American as well, but he speaks Romanian. He has a new job in Romania, and unfortunately, she doesn't speak Romanian. So she feels like a fish out of water in the city. And what happens is she believes some stranger from across the way, from across the apartment building, he lives uh, several stories up. So he can, he's looking down on their apartment building and she believes he or she, we don't know who this person is. It's just a phantom figure. That phantom figure might be actually stalking her. And ultimately by the end of the movie, you figure out what happens. Is this watcher, is this person a force of evil or a force of good, or maybe just a witness whatsoever. So it's a very twisty psychological thriller that I really love, directed and co-written by Chloe Okuno. Eric Holmes, recommendation in theater, would you recommend? Yes. Uh, as, as we mentioned um, on the other podcasts that we do, uh, the, the tag it then really bugged me. Everything before that, I loved it. Yes, for me, I believe, I, what did I give it? I give it four and a half stars. I believe Eric Holmes, you gave it four stars and Bruce you gave it three and a half stars this is whether they watch it in theaters on digital streaming Bruce it's still a worthy psychological thriller watch as far as that goes yeah yeah I think so and it might be an upgrade to see in the theater like I might go up a half star so seeing it in the theater because it would probably affect me more you know what I mean like you wouldn't have all that separation of you know a screen being at home and all that kind of stuff if you're kind of immersed I have a feeling this would be even a little bit more creepy and, and effective to, yeah, speaking of creepy and effective to Bruce's point, there is a, I mentioned this on, on Find Your Film, but there are a couple of sequences in Watcher that if you are a fan of being in a theater, in a darkened theater and getting your wits scared out of you, Watcher is a good movie to, to whether even whether even by the end you're you mildly recommend it, there are enough scares in this movie. I think it might be worth the price of admission just if you want to get the living you-know-what out of you scared. That is Watcher starring Maika Monroe set in Romania psychological thriller Friday, June 3rd. That I think that, I mean, we've seen it. That, so that in many ways, that should be a top recommend along with the Cronenberg film, Crimes of the Future. Now we're going to June 10th with the ultimate recommendation from 2022. Unfortunately, it's not directed by Steven Spielberg. Bruce Perky, what are we talking about? What are we talking? Are you, this is the movie that you've been, you said you've been waiting for over anything. And this is your Top Gun. What, what is this? What is this movie, Bruce Perky? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue. <laughs> Clueless. Clueless? What about Clueless you, Clueless 2? Is it Clueless 3? It's not Clueless. What do you, what about you, Eric Holmes? Are you excited for some uh, dinosaurs and, Chris Pratt and 
Do you want yeah, Bryce the, Howard Perky in it, or Bruce, or Bryce, <laughs> or Bryce, or Bryce so got Howard, the, uh, Ron Jurassic Howard? World dom- domination, Dominion. Yes, Jurassic um, World Dominion. Are you? I, you know, I, yes. I like Jurassic Park. I like Jurassic World. Jurassic Park Three is fine. Jurassic Park Two is kind of whatever. Very hit, back. very very hit and miss. Uh, the, the first one, I think most people can agree, is pretty much like a, a perfect blockbuster type movie. Um, and uh you know i kind of wasn't really looking forward to this uh but then they showed like the first five minutes where it's just the dinosaurs like way back in the day so there's no dialogue i'm like oh this is kind of cool um so they gave me a little hope that maybe this one's good too i'm guessing it's probably gonna be the only good (laughs) don't get five minutes in the whole movie but uh you know the top gun magnum got me so hyped uh to enjoy another blockbuster movie that i hope this does it I'm fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I hope it's good. Yes. What about I, you, Bruce? I think it's I think it's going to be terrible, but I think it's going to be fun. Terrible. The last the last one was so bad. I had a great time watching it, even though it was terrible because it ended up becoming like a uh, dinosaurs in a haunted house kind yeah. of movie, which is absolutely bonkers, ridiculous, stupid. But it was so much fun. Oh, and yeah, it was great. Um, and I have a feeling this is going to be just as bad. And um, and like Top Gun, I've heard that there's all real dinosaurs, so we should be extra amazed by it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, he well, he rides them out of the volcano. You know, that's where all the Xenos are. Uh, the Xeno dinosaurs are coming he goes out to of. the Dominion Zone. I, I, another thing, <laughs> another thing that I, I'm kind of uh, this movie's gonna suck, but <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> But uh, one another thing that gave me hope was that uh, Jurassic World Two was really bad, but like the opening scene was good, and I liked where it ended. I'm like, it, everything in the middle is just mostly terrible. But the, the, where it, where it ended, I was like, oh, they could do some cool stuff with this. Let's, uh, oh, it's not gonna uh, be. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna well, be terrible. We'll see. We'll see. That <laughs> I mean that that opening five minutes that they put online like a couple months ago was really good. So. Oh, just come on. <laughs> okay. Don't so let me is, down, man. So this movie is directed by Colin T. Trevorrow, and he previously directed the 2015 film Jurassic World. Okay. After that, though, in 2017, he direct he directed. He was actually supposed to direct Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. That didn't work he out for have. him. <laughs> at least the Trevor O'Cut. Uh, Trevor O'Cut. In 2017, he directed a film which I hear is total wackadoodle called The Book. Of Henry, have any of you seen it, Eric Bruce? I want to see this one. I've heard it's one of the ter- most terrible movies that in the last little while. <laughs> this might be a field trip. I know we don't do field trips, but we can do a virtual field trip where we actually assign ourselves a movie. And I think the movie that we should assign ourselves, I think down the road, like maybe down the road, like not down down the road, maybe kind of uh, right off to the side, very quickly, is the Book of Henry because I know the entire plot of this movie. Do not go to Wikipedia to see how the plot unfolds. This is why I want us to see it. It's not just because it's directed by Colin from Jurassic Park. I mean, Jurassic World Dominion. It has one of the most weird stories you're ever going to imagine. And Eric, as a writer, you're going to find it interesting. Yes, sir. Is this going to be a serenity situation where everyone says the movie sucks? (laughs) And then I finally watch and go, this movie's brilliant. What the hell is everyone talking about? It'll be interesting. I don't. I don't have an educated guess on that. But I will just say there are things you. 
are probably among us three and like just like Anderson. I, you know, I, I wonder if Anderson even covered this on the film vault. But I hear from a writer's standpoint, Eric, which you are, it has some interesting plot developments that in the history I mean, of cinema, I can't believe that it, they went there. It better be as good as Serenity. And I'm not talking about the Joss Whedon one. I'm talking about the good one with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> the good one. Okay. Okay. Very, very. Are you being serious? Did you, did you not I like, like both serenities, actually? Like both, you like both serenities. Okay. Very, very cool. So that. I think I, I think I like the Matthew McConaughey one a little better. It just went too bonkers for me not that to was, love it. Bruce, Serenity, Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I, I, I made I, you guys watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we did a whole spoiler thing, and I mean, a whole special granted, episode. Bruce's his taste is suspect, but in this case, it worked <laughs> it's, out. It's, it's, I've heard his, his taste is suspect. Suspect Park, Bruce Berkey. <laughs> suspect. Oh, very very good, Bruce. Okay, that is. We have one more recommendation. Do we have one more rec- recommendation from June tenth before we are out of here? Yes, uh, this one I saw uh, a trailer for it played at the beginning of Top Top Gun Magnum. And it was like a <laughs> basketball movie yeah. with Adam Sandler. It looked like a you know a typical sports movie with some like maybe pulling at your heartstrings. I don't expect great things about this, but when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, eh, I could go for that. It, it looks like a cheeseburger of a kind of uh, kind of movie. Not like cheeseburger in the sense that like you know explosions and car chases, but like a cheeseburger like a is going to be a melodrama, you know, melodrama that's you know. It's called Hustle. It. It's yeah. called Hustle, and it's with Sandler, right? Adam Sandler, and yep. I believe the other person is Juan Juancho Juanco. Um, what is his name? He's a he's a real NBA player. Let me. It's Adam Sandler, and then Michael the Jordan. Other, yes, not Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's Juan Juancho Juan Juanco or Juancho Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. He's actually a real basketball okay. player. So this, I mean, I, I remember the the last celebrity actor and basketball player thing I, I saw was years ago with that Kevin Bacon film, the air up there. I actually even did or the press blue junkets and blue chips. I did both. I, I did both those press junkets. I'm so old. William Freed can join. Yeah. Well, William Freed can join. We never covered that on find your film. Anyways. Yeah. It, it hits theater. It not it doesn't hit theaters. It hits Netflix on June 8th. Maybe we'll cover that. I don't know. Bruce Perky being an Adam Sandler fan. Would you be so excited if I got you that Netflix screener, Bruce Perky? What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to force my kid right now to watch um, <laughs> Jack Nikki? and Jill. So, <laughs> you why? Why would you? Oh, be, as far as terrible movies, have you yeah. actually had the temerity to watch Jack and Jill? Spend some no, re- but I do unabashedly like Little Nicky, and I'm probably the only person in the world that does that. Oh, and Eric Holmes wa- raised his hand. He's also a Little Nicky fan. I bet you Anderson Cowan likes Little Nicky. Popeye's chicken. It's fucking delicious. That is a, an edit. Thank you, Eric Holmes, for that. That is. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit that. This is. I Popeye's. It's bleeping delicious. I will edit that on the. I said freaking. I think or flipping. No, I think. Did I he say freaking? I, I, I said one of the. Greg, Greg, you have to listen Greg, this to is your a co-host. <laughs> oh, yeah, what'd you say? What'd you say? I'm oh, sorry, guys. Oh, well, any okay. So again, uh, th- this is it. This that's the fi- first two weeks. We have a lot of recommendations. Tell us what you think. Hit us up on our cinematics at gmail.com. Yes, Eric Holmes. I forget the day. I think it's the eighth, but a movie uh, is coming out on Netflix called Spiderhead, which mm. is directed by Joseph Kaczynski, mm. who just came out with Top Gun Magnum. So guys, I guess that that came out, you know, they were done with that like a year or two ago. And uh, like, let's put it on Netflix a couple days after Top Gun comes out. So 
hopefully that's good. Good job, Eric Holmes. I had no idea. I have no idea what Spiderhead's about. By the way, I still haven't seen Oblivion, a Tom Cruise film directed by Kazinski. It's got, uh, Miles, it's got Miles Seller and Chris Hemsworth. That's about all I know about it. Oh, and it comes out. Of, oh, right. I saw the trailer. Oh, and okay. So they did. Did he do that after Top Gun or before Top Gun? Yeah, because well, Top Gun got you know so, pushed back because right. of the the COVID, and so it's just coming out now. But it was done like at least a year ago, probably longer. And then so he must have been working on Spiderhead since then. Yeah, so, yeah. Listeners you get to have a two Peter Joseph Kaczynski if you dig him. Yeah, listener- and then also check out Only the Brave because that movie. We'll rip your heart out. We'll rip your heart out. <laughs> Listeners, if you if you didn't know by now, Eric Holmes is, is very passionate about a, a bunch of filmmakers. Definitely Aaron Sorkin is right up there for him. Another person is filmmaker, rest in peace, Jules DeSan. He and Bruce, they'll be, they'll be talking about Thieves Highway down the road. I'll, I'll be there too. I'm actually going to be a team player for this one. And we're going to be talking about Thieves Highway and uh, Night in the City, which... I believe Eric Holmes has both DVDs. He's going to be talking about Jules Dassin or Dassin, however Dassin. you want to pronounce it. Dassin, down the yeah. road. And off the third in his trio of directors is the aforementioned Joseph Kaczynski, the director be- behind Top Gun Maverick, or like Eric Holmes likes to say, Top Gun Magnum, or like <laughs> Bruce likes to say, I'm not going to say it because this is a family show. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Microfiche. I say microfiche. Mi- micro top Gun microfiche. I'm, I'm, yes. Richard uh, Little. Uh, microfiche. Only only boomers and Gen Xers like me and Bruce will understand what microfiche is all about. What did you say? Bruce Jenner. That's a Wheaties box. That is it for cinematics. We miss you. I, I'm just, I'm random. Anderson Cowan, please don't fire me after this episode. Cinematics listeners, Anderson Cowan will be back in two weeks. I'm sure you might petition for them and you might email Anderson and say, hey, Anderson, can you either put Bruce in or Eric Holmes to be your mid-month co-host for cinematics? Anderson and I, or maybe Bruce or Eric, will be talking about the rest of the month of sneak previews to check out. Any final thoughts from you, Bruce Perky? Neo, Neo, and what about you, Eric Holmes? Uh, Anderson, if you're listening, do not you, you don't need to watch Dinner in America. It's not that good. Okay, go watch it theaters. That is a whisper out. I don't know if I like to whisper out. I got to actually enhance it. I'm kidding. That's very very. Don't nice tell whisper. Anderson. Don't tell Anderson. Just let him find out how to this on his own. Yes, and please, listeners, give check out the trailer Dinner in America. Maybe uh, spend some bucks. Tell us what you think about this movie. If we're wrong, I don't know. We're sorry, but check it out. Tell us what you think. And we'll be back with some more cinematics with Anderson in a couple weeks. Take care, guys, and thanks for listening.